0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Ads Lyson. Before we get started with the podcast this week, if you want to get 15% off your surfing and outdoor gear, look no further. Go to Northcore on the internet and use the code capital letters grumpy surfer15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Also, the wavekey guys, i.e., Brad Gerlach, has given me a 10% code to use until the 1st of July. Use the code WaveKey Grump to receive 10% off your subscription for your wave key technique from Brad Gerlach. Right, so let's get this started. On the podcast today, I have a returning guest who's just spent September through to March chasing the massive swells pumped into Nazare. So please enjoy my conversation with big wave North Devon legend Andy Cotton. <laughs> Andy Cotton, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Cheers, mate. How's it going? All right.
0: Yeah, good, mate. Really, really good. So looks like you've been having some fun over the last few months. Yeah,
1: you know, keeping busy. How about yourself? Been...
0: Well, I've changed jobs. I've moved from Plymouth to North Devon. Still living where I am at the moment. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. Get to surf a lot. So I, I'm I'm living the dream basically. Before yeah. I leave, you mean so.
1: down at Ben's jiu it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I went there um, a couple of weeks ago and I trained there last night as well. Nice. Yeah, so. It's, it's a proper little sweatbox. It's, it's a
1: good setup, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, really good. It's really nice and clean. And uh, yeah, I think he's got quite a few people coming down to, to, oh, that's good. to train with him.
1: I'll stay, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it'll be successful. But yeah,
0: Are cool. you going to get yourself a bit of jiu-jitsu?
1: Do you know, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> like, actually, loads of my mates do it. But um, I'm just a little bit cautious. I don't know. In what way cautious? I just I was worried that I'd get my, my knees hurt or something. <laughs>
0: You're talking to someone that spent 22 years in the military carrying the world on his back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I do get that. But I don't know, like, um, a couple of my mates, surfing mates, do a lot of jiu-jitsu. And actually, they prefer jiu-jitsu rather than surfing. Yeah, that's their passion, you know. And they're always carrying little injuries, like shoulder injuries or knee injuries. And uh, at the minute where I am in my surfing, it's just like, I want to limit injury risk you know as, as minimal as possible so yeah. yeah
0: I feel yeah it's it's definitely one of those things where you have to not be all in but when you're a beginner it's quite grinding if I'm perfectly honest um you, you do get a few niggles and stuff until you start learning it's like anything it's a skill isn't it when, yeah. when you just start learning that skill and you get better at it then you can you know start moving a little bit better and yeah So I've
1: because at the moment I spend like pretty much all my time when i'm not surfing training and trying sorting out all my injuries <laughs> rather than like trying to like make any new ones so it's just you know that's uh yeah but i'm definitely taking kids down that's that uh, i'm often taking kids down yeah
0: it's had a massive influx well, by the way we're talking about yama jiu-jitsu which yeah. is in north devon a friend of ours ben roose runs it really good place if you're in north devon to doing a bit of jiu-jitsu um, he's had a massive influx in kids, I think, from, from oh. all age groups, and uh, I think that's more so than the adults, but the adults haven't really started until maybe May time.
1: Oh, what, because of the rules and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: well, yeah. until the rules change on the 17th of May, so this will probably come out after that, yeah. but May, June time, I think then that's when it's going to start rolling in and will start be able to open it up a little bit more.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, cool. Yeah, so we're here to talk about a little bit about your antics in, uh, in Nazareth. So when did you go out of there last year?
1: Last year? Um, it's so quick, doesn't it? It's so, so strange. Um, I went, like last year, obviously, you know, with the pandemic and obviously the travel restrictions and stuff like that, I went out not really knowing what the plan was and how, how long I'd be out there. And I ended up being out there. Um, I went out late September. I was out there for, like, the whole time, six months, um, which was good. It was good. It was enabled me to get into a really good rhythm and routine, and, you know, it's, it, it's pretty much like a second home, really, you know, um, and from a professional surfing point of view, like, the support you get from the local community and the, and the council and that, and, you know, like, they have access to the gym, to the pool, and, and, and obviously the waves are amazing, and they make it easy for you, you know. So it's, it was a lot of hours spent, you know, working on the surfing and working on the fitness. So it was good.
0: Did you just go out there on your own or did you have a team of people with
1: you? Um, oh, I went out. So, so usually, like, you usually, like, pre-COVID, I'd go out with Blakey for the first month. We usually do, like, a couple sort of surf fit breathing workshops to start the, the season off. Um And then he hangs around for a few weeks afterwards and we train a bit and, and then and he leaves like mid october like late october um this year was different I sort of went out by myself but you know like I know everyone there and you know obviously I will work with um uh you know all, all the surf you know it's a tight big wave surfing's small isn't it you know like big wave surfing's even smaller so so yeah you know, like it's pretty night nice, like tight knit crew you know so
0: did you? I saw it on your Instagram feed you were living in a motorhome. Were you living in that on your own and driving it around?
1: Uh, yeah. So I, I got. Um, I'm always looking at how to do it on a budget, you know. Um, and the although that the rentals are pretty pretty cheap in Portugal, you know, the winter rentals, you know, the the van life was definitely um, a cheaper way to do it, um, and it sort of killed two birds with one stone. Um, with sort of having a vehicle down there as well um and i was really lucky i i, I hooked up with a company in, in germany called sunlight um they met, obviously they convert um or did make these sick mobile homes and camper vans and um they hooked me up for for six months so and and it was like van life you know it sounds like oh yeah roughing it a little bit it it was like It's like a a penthouse on wheels, you know, like electric, um, you know, heating, gas heating, you know, fridge, you know, everything, you know, like it's like a, and I pretty much had a few pretty sick spots where I used to park it where I could watch the waves and not be in anyone's way, you know, (laughs) you know, you get to know all the spots, you know, so yeah, it was a good winter.
0: How did it affect you physically and mentally? Because obviously being away from that amount of time, away from your family as well. It, it must have affected you and you, you must have had ways of dealing with it as well.
1: There's two sides to it, isn't there? You know, like having that option of coming home taken out of the equation, you because know, it, it ended up being, you know, Portugal went on the red list. Yeah. You know, and then it was like, okay, well, if I want to come home, I've got to do these COVID hotel things. And, you know, obviously the, the that, then it gets unaffordable. Um, so it having those options taken away from you, it was kind of, it's, it's kind of nice you know like rather than sometimes um when you had to have all those options and you're sort of like weighing up oh, I want to surf and I want to train but I want to be home with see the kids that's hard and that's sort of that gets you battling in your mind but um having that option taken away it was like it was kind of nice and to just be like, okay right 100% surfing training fitness you know um and that's all i'm going to think about now for the next six months you know? and then and then when i come back i can go 100 um you know family and kids and um i think that's and it's, and it's great like you know it does have i've been back now a month and i've surfed once <laughs> you know like so it has the swings around about it's like you know it was pumping the weekend and i had A's, and it's like you know it's like but i did not even miss it you know it's like okay right. it's like now it's, family time you know kid time you know spend time with the the boy and and you know do stuff that he wants to do you know it's not about me trying to go surfing you know so
0: yeah i guess once you've been in that in that position where you've been away for seven months and you've been doing something relentlessly back to back to back you almost kind of want to take yourself away from it a little bit because it can also be v- quite overwhelming i think sometimes
1: we live in that so everything's quite fast paced and pro- progressions quick so sometimes when you take your foot off the off the gas a bit you feel like oh I'm, I'm slowing down i'm getting behind you know and um but then at the same time it's always it's also nice to have that time away you know and and to sort of you know recharge the batteries and sort of think about something else or i do find that like once i stop like you know I I get um, your fitness drops off quick I actually get more little niggles and pains when I stop like when I keep going if I keep moving and I keep doing everything like I feel I can work through a lot of things and
0: that's what's happening to me now so I I stopped um, doing any sort of let's call it weight training Mm. I haven't done any for uh, for months and you know, my rhomboids started going, my knees are tweaking a little bit, you know, I've got lower back pain. I just started doing it again last week and I can feel the change already by just doing a little bit. I'm not talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) get massive, I'm taking human growth growth hormone stuff, do you know what I mean? I'm talking, you know, I'm doing a little bit of strength work to tie me by, to do a bit of jiu-jitsu, to go surfing, Mm. to tie me off and I can feel it coming back a bit. And like what you're saying there, it's really strange that, you take that little bit of time off because you need, inverted commas, recovery. Well, that recovery is just as bad for you from from yeah. actually doing something.
1: Yeah, I think um, the best sort of recovery is the moving recovery. You know, maybe not as hard or as full on as you might do it, you know, like um, when, it's, when you need to. But yeah, like recovery is not just, I think... Yeah, recovery is not just lying on the couch watching TV eating crisps. <laughs> like, it's just like it's good recovery though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, no, it's not. And um, but that's what I've been doing for the last month. But yeah, yeah, it's not that.
0: Right. Talking about training, what sort of things were you doing to train while you were out there? You know, when the swell and that wasn't hitting the coast. Uh,
1: I spent a lot of time uh, in the pool, uh, which is like uh, Nazwa's got a great pool, and it's um, it's actually really quiet for some reason a lot of like when i'm at home i i use the, the pool at the leisure center obviously and, it, and it's always packed you know it's hard to get your moments where where you got a lane relatively free to to do some lengths and um and do some you know breath holding stuff but um you know the the, the pool that i use there is like it's relatively quiet and so i swam a lot they got i uh, used had quite a good like little program in the gym um focusing mainly on leg weights and then some functional movement like so keeping like like functional movement i mean like like strong and
0: i can imagine you do quite a lot of proprioceptive work because of um, and balance work for for the joints because of the the pressure that the size of waves that you you were surfing yeah
1: so so it's just sort of making sure you're like sort of strong and and balanced and you know you're moving nicely you know but saying that I, i came back with with a little bit of a imbalance in my in my legs which is sort of putting my back out a little bit which uh i was at the physios last week and they was sort of i was getting lower back pain they were sort of saying that my i was a little bit imbalanced but that happens you know over when you've been surfing especially like toe surfing for for a lot over six months you do get you know you you find that your one leg favors the other
0: one you know so were you doing a lot of breath work in the pool as well
1: yeah I i don't get bonkers like uh i do more breath work for me now is is changed over the years. Whereas like I think um you know, like five years ago I was focusing on maybe how long I could hold my breath um over more like now functional like like breath hold on the high heart rate and putting it more into sort of why am I holding my breath, you know, like um so and then also like breath work as well, I do some of the other stuff I do with breath work is more out out of the pool, you know, um, and it sort of transcends, into sort of meditation sort of, you know, side of things and feel good and um, and recovery, you know, sleep, recovery, that sort of thing.
0: You do quite a lot of um, hypoxic training, um, you know, so I know you talked about raising your heart rate and and then putting yourself into that element where, let's say you got wiped out on a on a 50-footer. You're gonna be held down for a long period of time, but your heart rate's up there.
1: Yeah, we do I've done we do some stuff like that, um you know, I do some stuff like that with Blakey, uh on dry land with the hypoxic stuff like movement and breath hold, you know, which is like I kinda like it because, you know, it's amazing how little how, you know, you don't have to hold your breath that that long and move around a little bit and and it's really testing. The stuff that we do in the pool would be very. There's a lot of like visualizing stuff, but like you know similar stuff like you're reenacting, you know real, real life situations which you'd find yourself in the sea. You know, like say you'd you'd sprint 25 meters, and then you'd sort of visualize oh, like I didn't get the wave, so you it's like a sprint paddle, didn't get the wave, turn around and get a wave break on your head, you know. So then you sort of so sort of sprint 25 meters, and you breath hold for like 20 seconds, and then one breath. And then you know, to set three wave set, you know, like and do that three times. You know, like just sort of re reenact sort of situations which you may find find yourself in. You know, but yeah, that's good. And it's good. It's it's all about. It's not always about pushing everything to the max all the time. It's all about confidence building and feeling feeling comfortable, getting used to those what what it's like. You know, like having to hold your breath with really high heart rate, and you know, hit like, literally, you know that like hearing your heart pound you know like uh underwater and you know just so when it does happen you know what when it does happen like which inevitably it does you know at some point it's a familiar situation and so once you know the more familiar it is the less likely you are to panic and you know
0: and when you're in those situations the only let's tie it i'm in the military let's tie it <laughs> to the military <laughs> conversation yeah you know you always train for the worst case scenario yeah so if you if you're training for that and that does eventually happen because inevitably it's going to especially you know doing towing surfing yeah eventually you're going to get hit by a big one which we'll talk about in a bit yeah but if you're trained to that point where you know what I've actually done worse than this you can come out of it all right and not, and, and go again whereas like if you're not repetitively putting yourself into those situations then you know you, you're never really going to learn from it.
1: No, yeah, and I think it is about stressing the body and the mind, and then being comfortable with that stress. You know, which you know, I'm sure is pretty. You know, not that I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, but I just imagine that's quite a military sort of, you know, philosophy. I suppose, no, 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 like, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I guess. Well, try, well, try our playard is the kind yeah. of <laughs> the, the philosophy. That, but I think everyone uses that euphemism anyway, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the swells that came through. So. You know, I was, I'm going to use the word tracking. I was, I was yeah. tracking quite a lot of stuff, obviously following you on Instagram and a few other guy, guys like Garrett and yeah. people like that were there. You know, how how was the swells this uh, this season?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, there's always, like, like every season, there's always, like, one or two swells, which are, like, classed as sort of record-breaking or groundbreaking. Um, uh, there was definitely one of those this, this season, you know. um It, it came... It came right at the beginning, which is, it's, it came, I think it was like late October, uh, Hurricane Epsilon sort of hit. Yeah, well, that hit everywhere, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was pumping everywhere. And, um, and, you know, it was great. It was great, again, like with the COVID situation, um, a lot of... Uh, decisions were made for you like because often you you know I was looking at places that I wanted to go and obviously but you, you we couldn't move anywhere and so it was sort of the decision to stay in Nazare was my, made up for me um which was good um yeah and it was it was, it was again it was like another you know yeah it's one of the top five days in Nazare for sure you know that I've ever seen you know maybe yeah
0: I spoke to Pete Conroy, um, which I know y- oh, yeah, y- yeah. Y- you've had yeah. training with yeah. uh, and you've surfed with as well. And um, he surfed uh, Mullermore mm. and some of the waves that came through there um, with Connor as well, catching some absolutely chasms of barrels. I mean, they were yeah. they were bigger than caves. They were like yeah. hangar doors big. You know, yeah. just watching that. And then obviously, you've did you see the swell that came through through here at Croyd?
1: Yeah, was that no? But was that, I think that was a later swell, though, wasn't it?
0: I'm not I was, sure. It might have been. A, it might have been a similar one. It was round yeah. about the same time, anyway. Yeah.
1: But yeah, no. I, like the whole of Europe was just on fire. Yeah, like and yeah, like the and that's where you know my heart and soul. Like I, I, lo, I love them a lot more, and you know that's that's like for me. It's sort it's, it's where you know I did started. You know, like surfing a lot of big waves, and I've had some some of my best waves ever there, probably. So when I was looking at that, I knew. Like Malakal, and there's a couple other w- waves in that bay which w- would have been good. And I was like, oh, like that's where I want to go. But the Island was pretty, pretty tight at that time, and it would have been tough to to pull it off. Almost impossible, you know. So, but yeah, it did look good. And then Connor got that sick, that crazy one. That one like is just like next level. It was sick.
0: There were some really good edits that came out of that as well. There's mm. some good edits that came out of nazareth as well, yeah. but they they were quite standouts. For me, really, just because of the sheer ferocity of it that was coming through because it's it's a real it, the only way to describe, describe it is it's a fucking gnarly wave isn't it
1: yeah well it's it's not just tall it's just also super heavy and it's like one of the, probably the biggest longest barrels in the in the world, maybe you know definitely in europe uh, at that size um and it's you know and it's potentially makeable you know like makeable sixty foot barrels you know which which if you've got the minerals to put into one of those things, <laughs> like Connor has, you know, like, it's definitely, like, it's going to be, like, the, the wave, uh, you know, of a lifetime, for sure. You know, one of those.
0: I mean, when I try and compare it to things that I've surfed, I mean, obviously, we've talked before, I've I've never surfed anything, you know, the, as big as you do. But sometimes when you feel the water even hit you on the head on an eight, a solid eight-foot day, and then you think in comparison to the size of what that's like landing on you, it's almost inconceivable.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, the wrong sort of line or the move, you know, like, you know, well, it's going to knock your head off, man. That's like, it definitely knock you out. And I think that's it. It's always been, I've never really been, and I think I've sort of mentioned this in a, in a previous chat we've had, but, you know, I've never really ever been scared of like, that drowning thing. You know, it's, it's always been, for me, it's been about, he'd been knocked out, knocked unconscious by by the lip or by, you know, by the impact or having like, you know, your arm ripped off or <laughs> like your leg ripped off, you know, literally, you know, like broken bones. You know? So that's always been my, my stress and my worry, you know, rather than drowning.
0: What were some of your memorable sessions from this season then?
1: For me, it's like, it's never like the biggest, biggest days. It's always, um, you know, the ones that go under the radar, so to speak, you know, like which are just often when it's quiet when it's big, clean, and quiet, you know, and, and pe- people kind of get, especially, I don't know what the best word to, to to describe it is. It's not, it's not like lazy. It's more like, like, I just feel some sometimes they're just a bit relaxed about, so a lo- lot of the crew there will like, wake up, check the waves, have a coffee, you know. <laughs> so there's no rush, you know, like, and s- some mornings, like, you can get up, like, I don't even check the waves. I know it's going to be it's offshore, just get, get in the sea, you know, like, and you can get, like, an hour, an hour and a half of no one out, <laughs> like, and it'll be pumping, and the sun's coming up, you know, it goes all pink, it's like amazing light, you know, and um, I think those, there's a couple of sessions like that where, where I've had, like, and you're like, you know, this is what it's about, you know, it's not about, always about, like, the biggest day or the biggest wave, it's about moments where it's just you and a mate, or you and a couple of your mates, and you're sharing waves and getting some sick rides and there's no one around, you know, like, and it's just it's epic, I love it. That's, that's, you know, that's what surfing's about, isn't it, you know?
0: I think sometimes with people like yourself that are in, you know, the public eye and, you know, on the pedestal where you are, a lot of it get, gets lost in translation where at the end of the day, we're all in this sport stroke lifestyle as, if you want to be cheesy about it, as journeymen, because we're looking for that swell those offshore days we're looking for those days where you know you're surfing on there there's no wind it's glassy as anything you sat in that pink sunset it's kind of like the dream i mean i'm not saying that's Mm. why we do it However, that's all kind of part and parcel with it. And it's all—it's very easy to get fixated on the point of, oh, God, he caught this 70-foot wave, he's a legend and all this sort of thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're doing it for your own personal life experiences too.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, you've totally hit the nail on the head there. You know, like, um, you know, people do get fixated with, like, a single wave or, you know, how it's measured or, you know, a claim or whatever. And, and really, you know, like, that's not, like it's not it's not it's not about that is it <laughs> like and it, and it often is like it is those that yeah like those days where you, you know they just go under the radar it's like you you know yeah it's still big or or you know but it doesn't have to be a you know it's just perfect and beautiful and and for, for me it's always about a, like with good people and, and mellow you know like like a mellow crowd you're not hustling for waves you're not you know like and and that's what's you know And and then you're like yeah like that's those are the ones that stick in your in your mind, you know your memory you know like um and they're definitely the days where like you know 'cause 'cause the often those those biggest days like they are you know it's what at the end of the day they're they're that's the work days you know like they're stressful, you know there's a lot there is a lot of anxiety fear and a lot on the line in in every single way you know like because they're the one you know those days are the ones that. Maybe make a career, you know, or break a career. You know? <laughs> right. So they are the days, but but there's a lot of not not necessarily, yeah. There's different feelings that go with those days,
0: you know. When those days do occur, I can't imagine you're stood there going, "Oh, I could break my back today, or I could get knocked out today." It's never like that. It's like pre- preparation. You're getting focused to go out there and do it because, at the end of the day, if you didn't love doing what you did why would you do it in the first place
1: no no yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah but it's it's you you do you do those you push those days you know those those you know the epsilon swell. you push those days you know because you know it leads to like the week after or the day after you know when it's like you know 15 20 feet glass no one out you know because that's the magic you know like that's like the love and i like this fun but yeah but you know that those days you know you know those fun days are, It's all building up to that that single moment or the biggest swell or you know that biggest wave. You know which which yeah, that's that's real the real work. You know?
0: <laughs> the one thing I really wanted to ask you because it comes up a lot in the interviews that you do, and you can probably see where I'm coming with this as well. And I know you we talked about it on the last podcast is the the wipeout where you broke your back. Mm. Have you got to the point now where you're almost kind of sick of telling the same story over and over again? Because, and, and and I'll use this analogy a little bit. Is I remember seeing it for the first time. It was on when you won the WSL uh, wipe out of the year, or something, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Now, I looked at it from two perspectives. I looked at it at the point where it's not really the best award to get because <laughs> you you haven't you haven't <laughs> caught the wave yeah. that you wanted. No. Nah had you got super injured doing it, had you got the ward for it, and you were out for ages with yeah. an injury, there must be a point where you're kind of like, I'm kind of sick about talking the same thing over and over again. And this can't be something that sticks with me as a legacy, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, um I, mean, but people, but I think people are generally, people love carnage, don't they? You know, like, and they love that. You know, they they love that. Like, oh my God, like, you know, the classic, oh, he nearly died, you know. Or I think I even saw on, on you know, like it reported falsely that I did die, or, you know, or like, this guy died, and, you know, like, and people love that. Weirdly, they love that, you know. And, but for me as, as a surfer, it's like, you know, it kills me, like, to think, oh, shit, like, like, I've, I've actually caught in my career, I've like, caught some pretty, some pretty big good waves, which I haven't fallen off on yet. You know, like, yeah, no, like, I know, get it. So, so like to be to be remembered or known for the guy who broke his back, and you know, I was like, kind of like, oh man, like I, I, like just, it, it, it's actually such, it's really good motivation for me to just keep going until I get that one, you know, which is gonna erase,
0: erase that. I mean, you caught some really good waves this season as well. I think there was one, there was one video that I saw of you. And it was a it was a right, right, a right, Uh it was really zoomed out so you could see the point, and it was a really really big day, and you, you yeah, came that, into it.
1: That and, was the episode well, I think. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it was and it was huge, and I was like, it's probably one of the biggest things I've I've seen caught there.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, but but it's for, for me, it's never about. I think we can, you know, as surfers, it was just about. You know just thinking about or like celebrating something you, you've already you caught you know and for, for me it's always about thinking about the next one <laughs> you know like you know like it's done you know job's done days over you know it's done right let's think about what the next wave want to be you know how how I can improve myself how can I be fitter how can I surf longer how can, how can I get a better line and I think that this year I have been more critical of going over footage and sort of trying to work on worked loads this year on, on boards, board design,
0: more than I've ever done. Like, Which is something I'd like to talk to you about a right, later on as right. well.
1: So, so this is the first year, like um, previously, I'd like get one or two boards at the beginning of the season and just make it work. And this year I, 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 I invested a bit of money. I got like five boards straight away. Um, instantly it was like, okay, right, don't like that, don't like that, right. Gave that back, ordered two, two new ones, you know, and and I felt my pro- progression come quickly within the season
0: who was shaping them
1: so they were they were made by org which is a portuguese um manufacturer okay but they were designed by Dylan Longbottom so Dylan shapes yeah so it was great to to work with both like Dylan on the sort of design and and um org with the manufacturing and they turned around quickly and get them back to me so I felt like it was a progress um and I got to to a place where like I was working out like weight, the, the weight, the, the weight that I liked, and and in what sizes, and it, yeah, it was a really it was a really good season for that for me. Um, and then then looking at the, the the footage and saying, okay, yeah, you know, I can see that this board, like, because some, sometimes what you feel and what you see are, are very two very different things. I can remember a wave and thinking, "Oh yeah, that felt really good." And then looking at the footage, and you look, "Oh, pretty. You know, it looks pretty wobbly there, and a bit slow. Like it's not, you know, it's not looking, it's not looking as good as it felt." You know, right? Like, and so being super critical on that, and then also that that works, on how the lines I was approaching as well. You know, like working on like refining my lines on on bigger waves, and you know, so it's critical, but but fast and making them rather than like. Um, of more of a vertical line which sometimes is fast but then you sort of come to a slower bottom turn and you know like just working on things like that you know like
0: what are the contours and stuff of the boards the boards that are being shaped like, going into a little bit of the analytical state of it? You know, is, is there a lot of V, a lot of concave in the bottom? A uh, well, big wh- thing that's come out at the moment is, um, is channels in the bottom of boards, isn't it, so, to create more drive and lift? I mean, it's been around for years.
1: Yeah, but... yeah. Um, well, you know, none of the toe boards uh, I've been running like, have channels on like that. All, all of them actually have um, single what? concave. So the ones... Uh, the ones that were like a, a flat and the first like like it's flat bottom contour it's the first like to the 12 inch mark um from of the nose and then it goes into like a single concave and then it, it, it almost it's almost flat as it comes out the tail it's almost flat again but the big the most imp, important thing that I found with the toe boards is that they're the right thickness like the first batch I had were a little bit too thick too thick and when I say too thick they were like two inches thick yeah so it's pretty thin still but there's a bit too much like foam on the rail and with the speeds that you're getting you know when you're flying down a at like 50 kilometers an hour plus you know like you want it you want the rails to be if you got if you're going to start doing turns and and you want them to be a little bit thinner so I was working more on like the rail the thickness of the rails um and the weights. Is is the most important thing that i found? Yeah, I was going to we- say weight distribution. Is the
0: is the glassing a little bit thicker to put the weight into the board, or is the is uh, it is it the foam? They're
1: bit? all they're, yeah. They're, they're so they're all glassed, similar. You know, it like, would be like um, you know, like I think it was like three six, three six on the deck, two six on the bottom. But they um I had, it's just the the weight, like lead. We get lead put into the board and where it goes. Um, so the weight. I always wondered that. I was yeah. wondered whether
0: you actually had a little bit of weight put into them. No, no, well.
1: yes, yeah, it's, yes. Yeah, it's lead put in, put in. So like almost like uh lead pellets, you know, um put into the board, and and whereabouts the leads put in the board. And it's funny, like s- some of the guys w- were, you know, everyone has their personal preferences. um And previously, I've been riding really, really heavy boards, like twelve kgs, and this year i I played around a lot more with like that mid-range sort of weight one of my favorite was eight kgs but uh, you know I, was, I rode anything from like five kgs up to like 11 you know and I was testing th- those sort of weights and and that goes and, it, and again it's like you're trying to like weigh up removability versus speed versus like how you know like how you're gonna draw your line you know like so obviously like a, a, a heavy board Is going to go fast in the straight line, Um, but then you want it to also be how big wave surfing is progressing. You want it to be removable, manoeuvrable, and you know at some point you know relatively snappy and quick, you know, like off the top and something like that. So.
0: Do you find that the wave at Nazare is quite difficult to draw out those classic lines where you, you're taking off, you come to the bottom and you draw out that that big bottom turn because there's a lot of guys, including yourself, that take off and they literally, boom, set your line, <laughs> charging for that shoulder sometimes?
1: It, yeah, it's, 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 it is a hard performance wave because everyone's every wave's different. The, the last third of the wave is like, that's like the longest stretch if you know what I mean and and it's actually like quite fat so you don't want to get caught like doing bottom turns you know top to bottom like it's not like money where it's like there's a definite bottom of the wave you know well, the reason you like you again like you're going so fast and it's so bumpy especially on those giant days where like just holding a line it can be hard and I know like from video footage Sometimes it looks quite, quite smooth. It's not.
0: <laughs> well, that's where the weight of the board comes yeah, in to, yeah, that, yeah. To, to get through to that get chopper, through it. isn't Yeah,
1: it? and, and you're, you're flying, you're going so fast and, and, you know, it is like, you know, surfing through like a load of moguls, you know, on our mountain, you know, like, <laughs> it's so gnarly on the legs. So, so yeah, and and I think that's the thing that sort of is the most, for me, like, although I love Terra Nazareth, you know, like on those biggest days, it's like, it's kind of very like you see a couple of waves and it's kinda boring, you know, that I'm kinda like and you know, although that you know, I think you can definitely get your big the biggest wave over there, you know, like it's when you see like places like Mullockmoor and and like you saw like that wave of Connor, you know, like you're like, ah, like that that's from a surfing point of view, like, you know, that's what I still dream about, you know, like, you know, big, perfect barrels, you know, like you're saying, you know, like and so that's very much, you know, what I still still think about and I I dream about getting those sessions at Mully still, you know?
0: Mate, you can keep that shit. I'm not, (laughs) does it float your boat at all?
1: Oh yeah, but like, yeah, no, just like get one, you know, one way, one of those, If you got one wave at Mully, like, I think you'd be pretty happy for the next few years. Forever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Give me, turn me into one of them. I get a big barrel, stood up, don't get smashed, happy. Uh, No, you (laughs) see,
1: that's it. But that's, that's it that that'd be that'd be the start of it you'd go like, oh mate, that was a then you'd want another one you know like, that's and that's it's a slippery slope it's the same- it's the same it, the same goes for the you know thinking about it's the same for the big waves at Nazare, actually like you get a couple you net know, full or you have a good surf session and and then it going that fast on water on on a moving wave on a you know moving mountain you know like the whole thing is 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 pretty pretty
0: addictive you know. um, let's talk a little bit about the other boards because we've talked a lot about your towing stuff so you've been doing quite a bit of foiling as well yeah. in this country and over there yeah, how, yeah. how does that come about and how does that fit in with everything else
1: um i, I originally got into foiling you know like anyone i, I saw the videos with like kai and laird and and i and that and um i actually thought it would be how you'd ride the biggest wave ever um, because obviously Nazare, it's it's obviously really, really big a lot, but um, it gets really bumpy and, and re- really hard to go fast enough on the waves. Uh, and I thought, okay, right, this is how you're going to like ride the 100-foot wave, you know, is on a foil. Uh, I then got a foil and realised how bloody hard it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so it took me a, a couple of years to sort of get, you know, just about, you know, uh, the base level skill set on it and then and then then I started taking it to Nazareth and then I realized how fast you went and how it opened up like a whole different aspect of danger with speed and hitting the water and then I just thought actually you know what like you can keep falling big waves I don't want to fall big waves I just want to fall small waves <laughs> and, that, and that was as far as we got so I just been yeah like I, I, lo- I love
0: falling it's getting really good fun i I, I watched a little video documentary of tom carroll and he's got a few like his old and bold mates that he goes with there and some of them they've got these big scars down the face and stuff and you don't realize that when they come off these things are razor sharp underneath
1: yeah they're they're sharp but it's also the speeds and the height because you know you you go in like again like it's super fast because um you, you you basically you know ride into the swell lines before they hit the beach and slow down you know like so you, the speeds is just bonkers that you're getting and obviously you, you're out of the water and high you know so you can be falling at like you know from a meter above the water uh you know goodness how fast you know you're getting like you know again like nuts speeds um so like i really ha- i got pretty bad like whiplash sort of injury and, and then i was just like mm, maybe you know, maybe i don't want to foil you know maybe falling you know, big waves isn't isn't right ready yet. You know, maybe when my skill set becomes a bit a bit higher maybe it'd be more of an option. But um at the moment I'm just enjoying it. Like I could do it out on the bar at Saulton sometimes and um a paddle foil a little bit. Um but yeah again I, I love like toe fall insight, what I love, you know, like just riding a bit of you know, moving ocean, you know and it's a it's a buzz, you know. You you look at you look at every as soon as you, once you get into the foiling thing and I know like it it's like anything you know a lot of people that don't do it you know gets a bit of a bad name or you but once you get into it and you can you can you know you're flying along it's like it's super super addictive and you you look at the ocean and look at waves in a different different way you know
0: you definitely draw different lines with them can't you
1: you know like I wish I the, one thing that I wish I'd done. As, as a, a teenager growing up, I wish I'd done more water sports. I was just so, like, laser-beamed focused on shortboarding and then laser-beamed focused on big waves. I wish I'd sort of done more wind sports, like, you know, kite surfing, windsurfing, stand-up paddleboarding, like, all of that, you know. Like, But I didn't. I was just so focused on, like, just shortboarding, just big wave surfing, you know. And sort of now looking back, I was like, oh, maybe... I think they all have real key bits which all benefit each other, you know.
0: So Andy Cotton's going to be a professional kite surfer or wind no. surfer now. Is <laughs> is, too, is too, it? It's
1: too late for me now, man. but yeah. <laughs> if I could turn
0: back the clock, maybe I would have been, yeah. What other boards did you take with you? Because I can imagine in between the swells where they weren't macking up a million feet in the air, you, you were able to move around a bit in your motorhome and go to different breaks and stuff.
1: Yeah, like, you know, like every trip I always chuck a standard shortboard in you know? and, and for me standard shortboards like I've been riding the Bradley solution so it's like six one nineteen and a half two and a half you know like uh you know a bit of meat in there just make it a bit easier for paddling so <laughs> a bit of weight on me but um
0: mate john and mid-length, yeah. mid-length the mid-length crew yeah
1: well actually so, so I always so I always take a standard shortboard just because you know like yeah, that's that's you know where it's always been for me but i um what was i ended up buying this season a 610 20 um good choice yeah so i was running that like just on like the, the smaller weaker days um and that was like a rob Vaughan um 610 again it's like 21 is it i think super wide yeah not too thick but far. it's so fun like it holds but it's super loose it's, it's really easy to paddle i think it's just again it's like it's trying to make it when i'm almost like going oh it's not really short with the ball you know i don't want to take a long longboard out and you know it's just makes it's just trying to make sessions fun and make make me want to surf you know as much as possible um and it, and it definitely did that it's super fun
0: i've definitely found twin fins have been always been one of the boards that i, I just love riding i've already been a, a variety of short boards i've had the jedinol twin Fin. i think it's something ridiculous like five eight but it's like nearly three inches thick mm. proper uh, like old school swallow yeah, tail yeah. it's an amazing board yeah um and, and i've only just discovered in the last year fins whoa <laughs> that is the game changer yeah I, I put like some keel fins in some some mr tool um the per, little like the performance ones or? yeah um, like the ones he had in his in his uh, old 70s board they're really like tall fins but they're not really that raked right right so it holds really well in the water but you, you can still turn it like quickly pivot it yeah. yeah pivot it a little yeah, bit more yeah. and oh, it's amazing yeah, I've even bought, some, well, I lost a killfin, but yeah. <laughs> I bought some killfins and put it in uh, my mid-length, inverted commas. Yeah. Love using that term. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing it is. Because uh, it holds so well. And who would have thought the circle would come all the way back round again to people having fun and stuff like that?
1: I think that's just our age, isn't it? don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Was <laughs> it my perspective? Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, no. Yeah, no, Totally it's totally but you know it, again it's just like it's yeah educating yourself on them, um, on equipment and 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 also you know like sometimes you know it's just changing my what i want out of surfing is constantly changing as well sometimes i think you know like it used to be all about oh, i've got to try and do like the the, the hardest off the top or the, the you know the, the fastest turn or you know like everything has to be um you know performance related whereas like now like okay and I just want to like cruise and I want to just get five or six waves to draw some nice lines and have fun you know like, like, you know, like I'm not you know, it doesn't have to be all about performance and you know, yeah it's just about fun
0: so I've, I think I've realized why you like big wave surfing is you get towed into it so you don't have to paddle yeah. that's fine you got an engine <laughs> and then all you do is just make sure you're standing up and go in a straight line exactly. Boom, done yeah it's, done. So,
1: e- it's so easy yeah yeah well no it's about it's about catching i think it's about catching waves and the more waves you catch you know the better you become but also that's what you know it's fun isn't it that's what it's all about
0: so being in the uh, salt rock hq it'd be a little bit lackluster not to talk about uh your leaving salt rock but now you've rejoined as an ambassador again you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah i suppose you know like growing up in north devon you know my like i think like any you know i remember salt rock from when i was like you know 14 15 you know um um. so yeah it's been a big part of of you know surfing and, and north devon and and i and i used to manage a shop in croyd uh many minutes ago and then i was lucky enough to to ride for them four or five years ago and yeah and then coming back on the team uh last year was was was, was yeah it was sick you know it's to to be back back on board but yeah, I feel, you know it's just, it's you know it's this big family, you know, so it's, it feels like you never left.
0: You know, so. it's really strange. I, I had a conversation with uh, Ross Thompson uh, a few weeks back uh, yeah. about like the, the formation and the founding of Salt Rock and, and how it developed into the into the beast it is now. Yeah, and, and I remember growing up, it was Salt Rock, uh, Fat Willie Surf Shop, and what was the other one? Uh, I think it might have been Zuma Bay. Were, were the ones that I had like T-shirts for yeah, and stuff, yeah. and and it's amazing that you know the brand is is still going strong as it is now, and I think it's one of those very few brands within the UK. And bearing in mind, we're in a very small country mm. that still has got a, a, a quite a um, a broad grasp, maybe across Europe as well.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure, you know, and and you know, it's I suppose it's built on good foundations, you know, and yeah, and they've always you know stayed. True to their sort of core of surfing, you know, and, um, you know, and it's still, you know, the HQ is still in North Devon, you know, so yeah, it's great.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Wings for Life charity. Uh, run that you did so that was it's the weekend just gone was it? yeah
1: so still feeling it now <laughs> I don't know if you notice me hobbling in but yeah no, it was that
0: wheelchair that got pulled up to the door that before you come up the stairs and then the old man lift that brought yeah. you up
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the hips and the legs god no it's good i do it every year i've been doing it for, for the last like six or seven years
0: um, so what's the whole concept of it because i had a little what, bit look of it last night and it looked like you've been chased by time
1: uh yeah so so it's um a spinal cord charity uh like research and 100% of the the money raised goes to to the charity you know wings for life yeah you basically it's a run and uh rather than just a distance you you run until you get caught and then basically and after like so you start running and then after half an hour you get a catch car that starts obviously it used to be pre COVID, it used to be obviously events and uh, one time it was um it was at Silverstone one one year in Cambridge and they actually have a car that chases you have a route and then the the car starts and as the car overtakes you you're out, you know.
0: Because so you've got like a big net on the front and it catches <laughs> it all the you people. All yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But no, so it's it, yeah, it was a great event and it worked like a great event like that. But um like now it's just it was just on the app. So so I started um at Br- at Broughton, uh Athletics track, did a few few laps of that, and then uh, just kept it as flat as possible. So, so I went onto the Tarka Trail and headed towards towards Bartsville and I actually got caught. So it sort of tells you like on the app when you sign it it tells you how far you run and and how far the car is from you. And I got caught in Rock Park, which was good because I definitely didn't want, want to run any further. I I run like 12, how far did you go? Twelve k. Twelve k. Okay. the the first the first I think the first I ever, I ever ran was probably like on one of the first ones, and I think I did twenty four k, was the first I ever done. But I'm not a runner, and and it, when when you when I signed up to do it, um, then you download the app and they do like a great training program on the app, you know, like to prepare you for it. Didn't do any of it, <laughs> you know, like so like so obviously straight into the run. So off, right off the back twelve k. After probably not running since the last world run I, that I did the year before. So, yeah, I'm feeling it today.
0: Sounds like a lot of people that do the London Marathon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right.
1: Yeah, it's nothing, is it? I've and just like... knock out a 12, <laughs> 13
0: minute mile pace. Yeah, my legs don't move after 10. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's like that. Yeah, like uh, my legs were giving up. I was hitting, like, I was, yeah, was hitting a wall. My, leg, my legs are hurting.
0: There's another little project that I know that you're po- being part of over the summer with the Gone Wild Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you still doing that with Blakey? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's um, yeah. It looks like a good festival. We're gonna me and Blakey uh, are gonna be doing some breathing workshops. And okay, mindset stuff. I do I do loads of like, we've done some, um, some really good stuff uh, you know, the past and uh, you know and, and present actually with with Blakey. Like, I found um, you know, part of my physical training with with like big wave surfing and stuff like that. A lot of it has been sort of um mindset and breath work you know and 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 Blakey's been um a real uh help and sort of guidance on that you know like um he comes up you know he's come up with some really good methods and um research and and then we've been like you know trying it and then putting it into practice with what you know with with what I do in, in the sea and we've done some really good workshops and stuff and I, I found it's funny because it's such a thing that I wouldn't have really taken seriously you know when I you know started my in career or as as like a late you know early 20s or whatever you know I've been like breath work mind work you know it's not going to benefit me at all you know like it's all about putting hard time in the ocean and in the gym you know that's what's going to do it the more I do the more I I I think it it, you know or I know it says
0: help you know that's also an age thing I think I've also developed this as well so especially it really started last year and I was doing quite a bit of yoga you know we talked about I was doing Mm. a lot of jiu-jitsu I was training like five times a day plus my job as well running the running people around keeping Mm. them fit doing training programs for all that sort of thing um, as well as fitting surfing in and the family, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. all over the place. See <laughs> yeah. <So> them plates. <laughs> How do you do that? All the, all the plates at IKEA have just been spun <laughs> on a little pole. That's, that's what happened. Uh, I've lost completely lost track where I am now. But yeah, the, the, the mindset and the breath work and breathing with meditation is definitely something that I've focused on a little bit more. And yes, being a little bit older and having that spare time in the background where. I'm kind of thinking on my previous experiences of uh, of what's happened to me, have started to come up a little bit, not a lot, like a mm. little bit, like in the, in the dead time, I would call it. So, you know, having that mindfulness and after the TV's gone off, 10 minutes before I go to bed, sitting down, counting 150, 200 breaths, and yeah. just being quiet, really sets me up a lot. And I mean, I know it's not to the extreme about what you're talking about, but it's still on the same lines. And I think everything, everybody, if you're listening to this, who's never done it before, would really benefit from even just giving it a go. It's a bit hard to get into to start with, but once you start getting there, it it really does work.
1: Yeah, well, we we you know like yeah, we've done a, we've done a lot, and um, and it, and it is you have to buy into it, and you have to you know you have to really sort of you know want to buy into that. But we've started working. You know when we've done stuff with a few sort of rugby teams, and um, we done stuff with professional football teams as well as before. You know, and, and I think um, you know it does it does like and you notice Like I was, the more you do, and you the more you sort of understand about yourself, and you know, like the patterns you might have. My my thing is was about understanding patterns, like before and after swells. You know, to, to prepare. You know, prepare myself mentally before a swell, but also to what to 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 sort of come out of that swell. Um, you know, like because obviously, you know, after like a you know a full day of like you know adrenaline and sort of high stress and anxiety and, and all that, it's like to come out of that, like like a nice transition out of it, rather than just it just stop and then you know you, you can leave yourself with a few sleepless nights or too much energy, you not know, what to do, and you know, like so so using using that and spotting like little things that i've done in the past like self-sabotage stuff you know like okay right this is what i need to work on this is i need to 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 stretch more sleep you know to get my sleeping pattern straight back into place you know and so yeah it's really helped loads really helped loads
0: the reason why i mentioned the gone wild festival is because the guy who i used to work with uh, Ollie Mason, he's the guy that's yeah, organising. Yeah. it he, yeah. li- he lives literally down the road from me. Oh, so, yeah, which is kind of random. Because
1: is it near you? Is it? It's Powderham it, yeah. Castle, so yeah, it's the yeah. other
0: side of the estuary from right. uh, from Limston Village. Right. Yeah, so it's literally the other side.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. I can't. I can't wait. It's going to be a good festival. It's a
0: cool little place as well because it's you know you've got this little white castle on the top of this hill and they've done quite a lot of festivals there. You know, like seventies and eighties theme mm. ones. Me and the missus, one year we had this 14 foot kayak and we paddled the other side of the estuary through an anchor out and we were just watching the uh, <laughs> watching the dance. It was welcome. Cool. Classic. Have you got any other future projects that are coming up at the moment?
1: Project wise, well, you know, there's always, you know, always got little projects and that's going on. I've been working on uh, the big one for me coming out this year is the Savage Waters project, which I've been working on for years <laughs> so like um and it's finally coming you know we we wrapped up um finished filming in christmas christmas time last christmas you know and that and that's about obviously it's, it's adventure surfing but also you know like you know how, how, where it takes us really you know it's about um one of my friends matt knight um has got like a, a catamaran that we've been sailing around europe and looking for waves and you know we started an island um in 2015 and and it ended in um ended in the the azores in 2021 so so yeah it's like a six-year mission and it's 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 been produced by whipsy a production company and who and obviously mikey corker who i've been working with on and off for for years as well so yeah it's it's gonna be a good one
0: so you can find that on instagram and facebook pages isn't there uh,
1: yeah, they have got socials on Instagram and Facebook, but you know, I, um, obviously it's it's going to be you know edited into a documentary and then um, and distributed. But it, that, you know, those sort of finer details are yet to see where it's going to where it's going to end up. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one for sure.
0: I will put the Instagram and Facebook page. Into yeah, yeah, the, into if the you the check those out, well. you
1: can see a little bit what it's about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay, so to finish off the podcast, because we've been going for an hour now, I'm going to do a little quickfire round, which we didn't do last time, which I've now put in. All right. Quickfire round, (laughs) and I love saying this. I always (laughs) say this. I love saying this. It's never a quickfire round. So the first question is, if you had one surfboard fin set up for the rest of your life, would it be a single fin, twin fin, thruster, bonzer, or finless? It's going to be thruster,
1: isn't it? You know, standard
0: thruster. Favourite surfer and why? And you can't say yourself.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not me, I don't know that much. Like write right this right this second. Uh it's gotta be Kai Lenny, isn't
0: it? He's a bit of a legend.
1: It just does everything. It's just and he's super nice. Just you know, like um yeah.
0: So It does everything well. And yeah. That's the key thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's no messing. Uh, yeah. He's sick. I love it. He's the it.
0: person you love to hate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, no, nah, nah, it's just like, you know, from one foot to, you know, giant jaws to massive Nazare to windsurfing, kitesurfing, foiling, you know, whatever, you know, whatever in the water is just insane. So basically
0: it's just a waterman, <laughs> yeah. really. You're The first surf movie you ever watched?
1: I think it's like Mad Wax or something like that. Is it Mad Wax? I
0: don't know, I've never heard of that one. Mad Wax or, no, yeah, Mad Wax
1: i don't know it's one where um uh they used to rub the wax on the board it was a quick thing was a quick silver movie and he used to like go to places
0: oh uh, didn't uh taj Burrow do something similar like he did uh he did a film called fair bits and he had like a, a stick of wax Maybe that was and it. he waxed it on his board and then he used to get picked up and then a skateboard went over it and then other people yeah
1: I don't know. i'm pretty sure was that Or or um Six uh, the, the I think the first one I bought, I bought uh um a VHF of uh, like uh, Sick Joy. Okay. Which I w- watched to death. Bought it from Tiki Surf shop when I was like thirteen. Watched it a million times.
0: Classic VHS. Yeah. Getting worn out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, I lo- yeah, I love yeah. Love that. After school we used to watch that.
0: Just, the last surf film you watched? I or edit. Well, throw edit in there too.
1: Do you know what it's tough because now I spend too much time watching um, like fifteen second permanent Instagram stuff and you know? like the last actually the last movie I watched the full movie was the Justine Dupont's uh, new movie.
0: That's the Red Bull one, isn't it? Uh, it's not a Red Bull one. Is no, it
1: no, it's not. It's um, she did an independent one. Um, I've forgotten the name, but uh, yeah. It's not a rebel one. Pretty sure it's not a rubber one. It's but um yeah, it was an independent. Uh, it's a French one. It's really
0: good. So you need to check it out. The best person to share a line up with. The best person to share a lineup with. I don't know, anyone. I don't we like, want names. You want names. I want some names.
1: Um
0: and not made up ones either.
1: Made up ones. <laughs> I don't like. I think. Well, the, 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 I've got a few different few people that I can think of, but um, if there's no one around, like for, for froth levels, it'd be like Taz Knight because he just like like he absolutely froths on the matter whether what whether it's like one foot or fifty foot, you know, or whether it's like a you know a fat point or it's like death slab, like he's a frother, so and he pushes and he rips, and he, you know and he charges. In the actual Savage Waters movie, we had we had some really fun waves in the Azores, and um, it was just me and him a, a lot of the time. And he, he pushes you and amps you up. So
0: I'd say him, the worst person to share a line up with. And I, again, I want some names. You want some names? <laughs> <laughs> and they not made up? Oh God. Not big oh, Dave. Big Dave's the big worst. Dave. one. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Like I I often when I'm at home, I just say for myself. Like I like, and the reason is, is that. I just getting caught up and competing like paddle battles and like frothing for mediocre waves are hard for me. So I like to sort of try and surf as much as I can by myself. Um, people that you don't want to get stuck with uh, in a lineup, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I can think of a few names. How many names do you want? No, like, many nah, names? Right. You if you don't no, want right. to name them, you nah, don't have I to. No, I won't name them. But yeah, like people, people will froth and paddle around you and sort of drop in on you. Like I can't stand that.
0: If there was one place to surf for the rest of your life, where would it be? Probably down in point. That is a good answer. Yeah. Keep it local.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's just, um yeah, it can be good, you know, generally shit, but, you know, it can be good. You do a few, t- always do a few turns, definitely a few cutbacks, and once on a blue moon you can get the old barrel. There you go.
0: And here's a story. for you. That is the only place in the whole world I've ever surfed. I've nearly drowned. No way. Yeah. I got. I I went out one day on my own, like first light. Misjudged how big it was, and you know what it's like when it gets big. The the current there is pretty, pretty savage. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 hardcore. It took me about 20 minutes to paddle from. Um, the right hand side, I paddled up to the actual to the actual peak, Point, yeah. but it was it kept pulling you back like, like it does. Um, and one of the things I didn't want to do was get caught inside because if I got caught inside, it was pushing back in from low. Mm. And uh, I did. I got in a little bit too deep. Didn't catch one properly. Got caught in one of the finger, one of the one fingers, of the and right I up, couldn't man. stand up. And I was there for probably a minute, couple of minutes. Every time I tried to get back to my feet, I just got knocked off my feet and I was just under the water for ages. And I got to the point where there was nobody around. No one would have been able to help me. I was losing the air in my lungs. And I was like, if I don't get out of here, I it. I'm, no I'm way. There. And I managed just to scrub up one of the fingers.
1: But they're so not... I've, I've been caught in one of those gullies and it was in the summer like years ago and it cut my feet to shreds. Like to shreds. Like, like it was savage. And I, I've actually, again, <laughs> so, wow, this is how dangerous the point is. Da, da, da. <laughs> um, I, I, I was surfing it once with, um, uh, a, I don't know if you know, a guy called Simon Skelton. Um, and it was pretty big. And we we're, we we're down underneath Chesil Cliff. Uh, you know, with the big houses now, you know, the, the thing is now, so we we're, we were going to paddle out there cause it's pretty bigger than paddle around. Yeah. And, um, Uh, he jumped in he jumped in the gully and got it sucked out like really quick almost dry and then a massive (laughs) massive water came in and it pinned him head his head him and his head like he got rammed back into the gully head first massive like took a big triangle chunk of Skin off the top of his head, like he had stitches in his head. I thought, like, savage, savage. It's a pretty gnarly spot.
0: Which the good place to surf when you get the right one.
1: Yeah, but it's fun, yeah. Yeah.
0: Koti, thanks for joining me on the podcast, and I've appreciated your time. You've spun some amazing stories, mate. Right. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. And that's it. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe on your podcast provider, and also leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.